Yeah, it's sports talk from the three bros. Something you can bet on like Pete Rose. And you better not miss it like some free throws. Giving taste is more accurate than Drew Brees throws. And it might get explosive like some C4. We just giving you a look inside the peephole. So if you got a weak take, you better keep those. Or get your cheeks swole when you step into the ring with the Amid Bros. Yes, sir, we are back. The Amid Bros. Uh, fellas, how we feeling over there? Feeling good. My Texans back on the winning side. Uh, had me a little bit nervous on Saturday, but we you know we back on the winning side. My Tigers playing in about a week and a half. It's almost Christmas time, and with that, my Tigers about to deliver a beat down in Notre Dame. I'm feeling good, baby. How you feeling? How y'all feeling on that side? I'm good, man. I, I see you already uh, taking making your Clemson claims. We are we're not even thirty seconds into the pod, but you know I feel you. I feel you. It's it's about that time, man. It's about that time. I got I got Ariana, baby Ariana, Clemson bib. You know just oh, so. Uh, when she's drooling over the game, she'll be drooling with the Tigers on there. By the way, shout out North Carolina A&T, HBCU National Champions, three out of four yes, years. Sir. Let's get it, baby. Yeah. HBCU Alabama all day. JD's, how you feeling, man? You good? Man, I'm feeling good, man. I'm still trying to – uh, I, you know, when you go back and you hang out with a whole bunch of people from college and, you know, have a good time – Sometimes your body needs like three or four days before it actually gets hit with the tiredness from not sleeping for about the last five or six days. So at this point, it's hit me. I'm ready to go talk about my boys. All of them getting W's, not necessarily pretty, but hey, man, let's get it done, man. Yeah, you're right about that. We got a lot to get into today. Uh, The NFL landscape, a lot of interesting games last week. We want to get into that. Um, obviously, you know, the most interesting game was, uh, Monday night Panthers versus the saints, very good game, but the saints were able to come through due to cam just being, we'll, we'll get into it a little later, but, um, Jerry, let's start with you, man. What, what do you think about, uh, the NFL landscape right now, how the playoffs are shaping up? Uh, you know, obviously saints have proved themselves to be the best team in the league right now, but, uh, let's, let me get your take on the overall landscape. Well, Let's go back to what you just said. Obviously, the Saints have proven themselves to be the best team in the NFL. I, I'm i not sure about that right now. And I think the reason I say that is this. Um, the last three weeks, Drew Brees has been awful. I I don't have, have another word to say besides that. He's got two touchdowns to three interceptions in the last three games. Well, he's got two rushing touchdowns. And, There's not counting them. Okay, so quarterbacks need to call one. But I, even, even, even with that being said, let's say you count those two touchdowns. Four touchdowns to three picks in a three-game span for a guy who, leading up to those three games, was having statistically the greatest season of all time. I'm nervous about the way they're playing. Now, their defense is balling. Um, But I think this is what is excellent. This is what making this season right now is going to be the best season in NFL history from a rating standpoint is this. I don't know who's the best team in NFL right now. Like, usually there's a favorite. There's somebody you're like, all right, these are the teams. Like, right now. If I told you Saints played first round in the playoffs and they played the Cowboys and they lost, like I don't expect that to happen. But would I be shocked? No. If if somebody told me the Bears played the Rams in, in, in the first round and beat them, would I, would I be shocked? Not at all. If the Texans lost to the Patriots or beat the Patriots, would I be surprised? Nope. So with that being said, I think the biggest thing I look at is this is a, a year of parity. Like you got – 
I like my Houston Texans chances right now, and it's not just because of uh, I think we're necessarily playing the best football. I think if you're looking at the teams playing the best football, I mean, it, it's possibly the Raider I and mean, Ravens. It's possibly the Colts. There's a, a, a few teams. The Bears are playing pretty well. But here's what I tell you. We're the two seed right now. If we're the two seed, we probably play the Patriots in the, the divisional playoff game on the road. The Patriots this year on the road are three and five. Their only three wins came versus the Bears in a game where they returned two punts, or a punt return for a touchdown, a block punt. Other than that, they probably would have lost. They beat the Jets and the Bills. Both of those games very close. So when I look at it and I say, all right, if we can play the the Patriots on the road and then avoid the Chargers and Chiefs until the AFC Championship game, I feel pretty good about our chances. So uh, I don't know. What I, I'll tell you is this. I think we got a, uh, a playoffs that will be really, really fun. We got a lot of good teams. I just think that I have no idea who's good because – I don't think anybody really is. Like I, I think that's basically basically as far as I can say it. Jared, uh, Jared, you're basically trying to downplay how good the Saints are um, by saying that nobody's good. And with that being said, let me uh, let me throw it to JD. Thank, thank you, what, what do you have to say I, I about appreciate you coming. <laughs> I was gonna yeah, call a spade Jared. a spade. Let me. Because if the, if the Texans were in the Saints position right now, Jared would swear everything. I said three weeks ago. Hold on, real quick, just to cut. I said three weeks ago. I thought the Saints could be a historically great team, and I said my only concern about them not winning the Super Bowl was them peaking too early. They did not look good yesterday. That was an ugly game. If Cam Newton wasn't hurt, I think they win. Jared, Jared, they did the not look good two weeks ago. Point in the whole game, the but defense Jeremy, did not give up. Jeremy, uh, how, one. How many bad passes? That, that, point. Jeremy, how many? How many how many bad? Well, yes, they did. They gave up a point. They gave up seven points on on the trick play. That's special teams. That wasn't punt punt, that's special teams. That's not the defense. That wasn't that wasn't a fake punt though. That Cam was a Newton fake was a quarterback. Huh? No, it wasn't. They went for it on fourth down. Cam Newton handed the ball okay, to right. Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, all right, yeah, all right, cool. So they they gave up seven points on a trick play. Like they they didn't legitimately give up points. They're giving up. And you, if you said, "Oh man, it's all Cam," well, what happened in the other previous five games? Because in the last six. They haven't given up 20 points yet. And they're giving up 12 points per game. Jerry, I think their defense is playing well, but you got if you're saying look at their last six, you had Cam who's hurt, Jameis Winston, who's terrible, Dak, who's terrible. Uh, who 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 else? Bengals with Andy Dalton, who's terrible. Uh, the Falcons game, you guys were impressive, but they were they were struggling really bad at the time on a five-game losing streak. And who's the who's the other quarterback you face? Like, I'm not telling you that I, I said if the I was picking, the best defense football get wonder. Jeremy, as I said, if I was picking, I would make the Saints my favorite to win the Super Bowl. But with that being said, I don't think they're necessarily good right now. I just think there's not anybody else that I would like. I a couple of weeks ago, I thought they were really great. You can't tell me the last three weeks that hasn't been extremely disappointing. Uh, no, it hasn't. Um, Jerry, we we just beat two divisional opponents on the road in a three game road trip back to back. And you're acting like, oh man, that wasn't impressive. Oh, because you know, they didn't put up 40 points like they normally do. Let me give you a historical perspective about the Saints. The Saints won one Super Bowl before. That was in 2009. At the end of the season, they played the Dallas Cowboys, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and the Panthers in their last three games. They scored 44 points total. They lost all three games. This year, deja vu. Cowboys, 
Buccaneers, Panthers, in the exact same order. They scored 50 points. Was that a tell, a tell sign of, oh, man, this is, you know what? This offense just really can't get it going. They're not going to be able to do it. No. We'll be fine. We're still number two in the league in scoring. When Ted Ginn comes back next week and we have a healthy offensive line and we don't have, we were down to our last offensive lineman yesterday on the field. We literally had two rookies starting on the, or they were on the offensive line by the end of the game. So at the end of the day, I'm not at all concerned. I'm actually more confident now than I was three weeks ago because we have the best defense in football. I know people are going to say the Bears. No people are going to say the Cowboys. I know people are going to say the Ravens. No, New Orleans has the best defense. No. You just said that all those teams, buddy. I don't think anybody well, no, said that. When people talk about the best three defenses in football, that's, that's generally who they talk about. But the Saints, in 14 games this season, have given up more than 20 four times. Ten times they've given up 20 or less. The Cowboys have done it, I think, six times. The Ravens have done it five times. The Bears have done it seven times. So to tell you that the Saints have only done it four times, and I've only done it two times since the week three. It tells you how good that defense is. Overall, I mean, I think it is, you know, it's a make or miss league. We're going to have to start making some of these plays happen. They messed up my bets with Tommy Lee Lewis fumbling uh, on into the goal, uh, I guess, into the end zone uh, at the end of the game. It's pretty much just completely messed up uh, my bets for this week. But, hey, we got a great defense. We have a great offense. And you know what? We don't have another game outside of the Superdome until the Super Bowl. So, have fun Jeremy, there. Jeremy, out. All right, speaking of, make, make one last question. Jeremy, quick question for you. If I said, look at your last, uh, let's say, three games that y'all have played, right? Mm-hmm. You guys, would you say you guys have played below average, or not, not even to your standard, compared to the rest of the league? Have you? Because here, here's what I'll tell you, right? I I looked at the Texans play the Jets this week. I was not impressed. I thought it was a we won the game by seven. We covered the spread. Luckily, I wasn't impressed by the way we played. So I didn't leave the game saying, "Oh, well, we won ten of our last eleven games. We're good." I looked at the game and I said, "Our defense struggled with Sam Darnold out there, and we need some cornerbacks, and we got to figure out a way to throw some quicker passes because teams are just blitzing Deshaun Watson." I looked at it the same way when I looked at the Saints game. And you can say, oh, well, 2009, we had that we played the same three teams. You didn't, they're the same three franchises. Teams aren't even, none of the players on those teams are the same on, besides Julius Peppers is back on, on, on the Panthers. But the Panthers are on a six game losing streak. Tampa Bay has been terrible. But I'm saying right now they're on a six game losing streak. They were, the Tampa Bay has been terrible for the year. And the Cowboys, I mean, like I said, that. They're on a six-game streak after that, but keep in mind, the Panthers had only lost one game at home all season, and that was a game that they outplayed Seattle in. So they've been terrible on the road. But they're a great home team. But, Jeremy, here's the deal. They're a great home team. That's put up 12 points. Jeremy, I'll, I'll just make one last point. Tell me one other team in the league that could have gone on a three-game road trip that we just did and went undefeated. There's not a single team that would have done it. Three a three game road trip to come out under, to come out undefeated a three game road trip is not expected. I think it's another team in the league that could beat the Cowboys, Buccaneers, and Panthers in three straight weeks. Tell, tell me who it is. I think there's a lot of teams. I think the Colts would have done it. I don't. I don't think there's that yeah, many the teams. Colts, I think the Colts just got shut out by the Jaguars. 
But they just beat the Cowboys. They shot out the Cowboys 23-0. Like, here's the thing. Exactly. Your defense played well enough in those three games where there's no reason you should have lost one. Right? And like I said, okay, so, it could be so a, the, so the coach it could be a blip. Was six points and then zero points. Yep. But what I'm saying, it could be a blip. And if it was like the Colts where it's like, all right, they have a week where they they don't they struggle on offense and then they come back out the next two weeks and they, and they play well, that's one thing. You guys have struggled on offense three straight weeks. Okay, well, if you want to put money on somebody, All right, speaking of struggling things, on uh, offense, feel free. Um, speaking of struggling offenses, um, Cam Newton obviously struggling. Struggling. Uh, what do you guys feel like is wrong with Cam? Is it is it uh his team shoulder injury? What what's going on mentally? What does he have the yips as a quarterback? Let's start with you, Jeremy. Um, I think what you see from Cam is just general Cam. I don't think he's healthy, but. I don't think Cam's accurate when he is healthy. So at the end of the day, lately you can definitely tell he lost a lot of velocity. Um, he's not healthy, but that's what happens. Everybody was telling us for the last five years that Cam was the only person who could take contact on a consistent basis and did not affect him. I'm sorry. If you run into enough 280-pound men running full speed, at some point you're going to be hurt. So um, I don't know. Even though he's got this, that bum shoulder, I mean, there are still quarterbacks sneaking him last night. I mean, like, what? What? At the end of the day, you cannot expect Cam to be able to stay healthy. He's already had shoulder surgery on that shoulder. People having multiple sh- surgeries on one shoulder at the quarterback position, only a throwing shoulder, it's probably not a good sign. So, um, hopefully, Cam is able to recover. I, I definitely think he he had a great start to the season before. Um, you know, he kind of slipped, and I don't know if it was completely due to the injury because I didn't feel like he was injured against the Steelers, but. Um, you know, obviously he, he he sustained an injury at some point. Hopefully he can get back to the level he's been playing at. But overall, I don't think you're ever going to get superstar Cam Newton. I, I mean, even the year he won MVP, I thought that was uh, largely just due to the team's record. And, um, you know, that was a defensive team. It wasn't like a, hey, I know they put up a lot of points, but it was because they were. What are you the, talking the year about? He won MVP? It was a defensive team, but they put up a lot of points. How's well, that even well, it's, it sounds very logical because they got over, they got two two point seven turnovers oh, per game for an entire season. They had more turnovers than that. Um, so the defense scored all their points. You know I'm saying they saying. got a lot of short fields, and they turned and and they held teams to very very short field. Or they turned teams over really really fast. So the, he got a lot more possessions than you're average. You're normally going to get in the actual season. Hey, Jeremy, I got a quick question. Okay. All right, 85. So you just using what you just said, that year they had a lot of turnovers. Mm-hmm. But we had a conversation on this podcast a couple weeks ago, and you said how Drew Brees should get more credit because he's the only person to win a Super Bowl with a, a defense that was ranked 25th in the NFL in total defense or in points per game. And I said, yeah, but they led the league in turnovers. And you said, what does that mean? So please explain how now when Cam made the Super Bowl because they led the league in turnovers, that wasn't the same advantage for Drew Brees because he played with a terrible defense, in your opinion. I will. That, that's, that's actually a great question. I'm glad you asked. Um, So, he not only were they number one in turnovers and had the most turnovers in the history of football, in modern football, 1964 somebody had more turnovers, but they had the most since 1964. They also had the number two scoring defense and the number two yards defense. So, it wasn't that Cam – it wasn't that – Hey, you know, they're just getting turnovers and, you know, they're still giving up tons of points and still giving up tons of possessions. It was, hey, they're getting a lot of turnovers and you're making you punt on a consistent basis. That's a big difference. 
But no, I, I agree with that. I'm not saying that your defense was close to that, that Carolina Panthers defense a couple years ago. But you just said when a team gets a lot of turnovers, that means a lot of short fields and a lot more opportunities to be able to score points. Yeah, but when a team gives up a lot of yards, that means a lot less possessions, and that means that you're not going to get the ball as much. Okay. All right, well, let's, let's go through Cam. First off, uh, I think Cam is obviously injured. He got injured in the Steelers game. Um, they said he hurt his shoulder when uh, on that play in the end zone where he threw the interception where he got hit by T.J. Watt while he was throwing the ball. Um, that's where the actual injury happened. Uh, but with that being said, Cam, Cam never – like here, here's one of the problems I tell people with this, right? Sometimes you can be too talented. And by that, I mean this. When, when you have so much athletic ability, or it's not just in athletics, in anything. When you have too much talent, sometimes it's hard to focus and harness that talent because of the fact that everything comes so easy for you. And a lot of times you don't have to go out and work for it as hard as somebody else who's not as talented. And I'll give you the example of uh, in tennis, I think the, probably the most talented tennis player I've seen is probably Gail Monfils. Like, Gail, physically, he was serving 140 miles an hour coming out of, uh, out of juniors. And he was as fast as he could be. He was solid off both sides. There was really nothing he couldn't do. But did he ever really develop as a tennis player? In my opinion, no. And I think this is what happened with Cam. Cam has had the, one of the strongest arms in the NFL, one of the biggest physical specimens, one of the fastest quarterbacks in the league. And until now, he's finally started to complete, you know, high 60% of passes. And that's because they've shortened a lot of his routes. But what he has never worked on is his footwork. Cam has always been a shoulder thrower of the ball, not stepping into it, throwing off his back foot. And when he misses, he tends to miss high. And one of the things that you know is when you are uh, when you're playing in the NFL right now, you got to be able to throw the ball accurately from the pocket, and that typically boils down to can you get your footwork together and can you improve in that area. And uh, Colin Cowherd compared him before, and I, I think this is very accurate. He compared him to Russell Westbrook. He said, one-time MVP fashion icon who super talented, more athletic than basically everybody else in the position, but never developed the skill that he most needed to use. And that's kind of what Cam Newton is. And I think at this point in time, the tough part about it is he's going to continue to get hurt because typically when you when you play the punishing style that he does, he's going to get hurt. Um, I think he's he's got the bonus if he's going to have more weapons. DJ Moore is going to develop. I like Curtis Samuel some. Christian McCaffrey is a dude. Um, but until he actually works on his mechanics, when these injuries happen, they will make him less and less accurate. And for a guy that for his career completes 59% of his passes, less accuracy is definitely not a good thing. So. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm not going to give him a complete pass because I think a lot of this ha- would still, even if his shoulders hurt, his arm is still plenty strong enough to be able to, to throw the ball accurately enough to be able to move it down the field. I mean, the, the, the only touchdown pass thrown by either team yesterday was thrown by Christian McCaffrey. And I think that's a doggone shame. Quick, quick comment though. Uh, Jerry, you of all people should not be making excuses, uh, for Cam Newton. Oh, he's just so too talented. You know, Who's probably the most talented person in any sport that we've seen in the last, let's say, 15, 20 years? Oh, it's probably LeBron, which is why, what makes okay, what yeah. he does so exceptional. Well, because generally when you're a great athlete and you have great skills, 
there still should be a responsibility on you to still develop. Like, like LeBron's not right. cheating, cheating him, himself out of, hey, I'm not going to the gym and working out hard, as hard as anybody else because I could probably dunk on people regardless. No, I agree with he's you. Not, that's that's what makes him out. great, though. That, that's what but makes yeah, him great that's, is that's, the fact that's, that's, that every year he develops. But there's you can, yeah, you can go true. through a that's slew what, of others. That's why LeBron's great. But you know what? Shame on anybody who has that talent and doesn't develop. Oh, I agree. I agree. But that's to the Josh Smiths of the world, the Dwight Howards of the world. Like a lot of these guys that come into the league and they are physically superior athletes, Darius Miles, et cetera, and they never develop their game. But you can do the same thing in the NFL. You go through Michael Vick. Michael Vick had a great career, but Michael Vick should have been much better than what he ended up being. And he admits for the most part when he said he would go to practice and he would look at it, but he never looked, looked at film when he went home. He never studied anything. You look at a Jamarcus Russell, same thing. They gave the dude blank. They they they, they said they they thought he wasn't looking at the game tapes, so they gave him blank tapes. And then he came back in the next day and they said, "So what? What did you study off the tapes?" And he said, "I was looking at the blitzes." And there was literally nothing on the tapes. They sent him home with blank tapes. So this, like, when you're that talented, Tennessee in a lot of cases are for people to not because you can get away with it because of how talented you are. And I think this is what's happened with Cam. And I think. It's a shame because well, he's one of the great I, talents I we've saying. seen. We, I just, we just can't make excuses for him. Like Jay Cutler. Oh, it's not an excuse. It's not an excuse. For being super talented and not and not doing it. Like, why, why are we giving Cam a pass? Like, Cam deserves to be right there in the Jay Cutler I just said boat. I'm not giving him a pass on it. Cam, at this point, is an average quarterback. No, I, wouldn't, I would not go Jay yeah, Cutler. Jay Cutler no, was never close to winning MVP. I think he's injured. You got you to gotta at least have, you know, don't disrespect a man like that. He at least got to have three or four bad seasons before you go call him Jay Cutler. He's injured. Let's see if he can actually rehab and get back to at least 80% next year. But let's let's uh, keep it on the football, but let's roll to some NCAA. Uh, big news out of Athens. Uh, Justin Fields have just, has decided to transfer. Uh, Jeremy, man, what do, you, what do you feel about Justin Fields' decision? Do you think he was even right to come to, to go into Georgia in the first uh, place? No. No, he went to Georgia to play with Jake from State Farm. And at the end of the day, um, Georgia already has a quarterback. They know who their quarterback is. They have an NFL quarterback who has experience and has shown himself to be clutch. So why would you take him out of the lineup? I wouldn't. Um, so therefore, he should go somewhere where he could get some playing time. And after two after two more years uh, or after his third year out of high school, go to the NFL. He's obviously NFL talent as well. But, I mean – I think Justin Fields is probably a better NFL talent, but Cam Newton's a much better NFL talent than Tim Tebow. But that doesn't mean I'm putting Cam Newton in over Tim Tebow when he's at Florida. That's just, I mean, that's kind of the nature of the business. So uh, good for him. Go transfer, play somewhere. Uh, you know, if you can't find any place adequate, uh, I think Lam- uh, Raynard from uh, A&T is uh, graduating, so we could probably use another quarterback coming to us. Uh, come on come on down. We'll uh, take you to the celebration ball. I know you like playing in the uh, – in the uh, Mercedes-Benz Dome in Atlanta, so we're always there. Uh, but, yeah, I, mean, I think it's a good decision for him. He, he uh, is welcome. Transfer. He is welcome, yeah. 85. Here, there's a couple things. One, he hasn't decided yet. They said it, the reports are that he is, but his family said that, that they haven't made the decision. He's still at practice. They said he's still playing in the Sugar Bowl. But, yeah, he shouldn't have gone in the first place. First off, he committed to Penn State, then changed his mind, decided to go to Georgia. He should have gone to either Penn State, Florida State, Auburn, teams without a younger quarterback. But this is what happens when you're Georgia and you make promises that you can't keep. He was told that he would be given a fair chance to beat out Jake Fromm to win the starting job. 
And from all accounts, he outplays Jake Fromm in all spring training. He outplayed him in the spring game. And then they still gave the job to Fromm. And then they put him in for packages. But when they put him in, they don't let him throw the ball. And he's a very, very accurate passer. You look at him, his numbers on the season, he only threw the ball, I think, 39 times. But he was like 28 of 39 for 379 yards, four touchdowns, no picks. Like He and he went to the Elite 11 camp with Trevor Lawrence and everybody there. He went MVP. He went 16 touchdowns, no interceptions. He's a very, very talented quarterback. And they never put him on the field to throw. And from the reports, they didn't let him throw the ball because they were afraid that people would see what Alabama saw with Tua, which is he's just better than Jalen Hurts was. And this is the same thing. He's a better quarterback than Jake Fromm. Anybody that tells me, oh, yeah, you know, look at Jake Fromm and he's clutch, I haven't seen that. Tell me what you've seen to tell you that Jake Fromm's clutch. He looked great the first three quarters versus Alabama the last couple of years. He and Harley had a completion in the fourth quarter after those points. When the game came down to, hey, you need to win this game, I didn't see Jake Fromm, even in the, in the Oklahoma game last year, when they needed to win the game, what happened? Swift and Chubb ran the ball down their throat. And I think at the end of the day, they will regret this decision because I think personally, Justin Fields is a NFL bigger version of Russell Wilson. He is, he is 6'4", 230, accurate, and can run. He's a star, and he will go to another school Here's the here's the other part of the that I want to throw out there. He may be able to play next year. And this sounds this is gonna sound stupid, but this is why he may be able to play next year. I'm not sure if you guys heard, but uh he got called the N-word by one of the players on the baseball team at, at some game or whatnot. And he didn't respond, but the he got called on camera and the baseball player got uh kicked out off the team and uh I want to say he got expelled from the school. They're saying that now he can possibly say he's leaving the school because the racist environment has led to his hardship and then get a hardship waiver from the NCAA to be able to start next year. So if that's the case, he gets the hardship waiver. That means he can go wherever he wants to go and start next year. And if that's the case, that dude is about to be balling. I've heard he might be going to Florida State. He doesn't want those problems. You saw what the Clemson Tigers did to him. But I think he's going to be a great player, and I think George uh, is making a huge mistake. All right, definitely uh, going to be interesting to see what happens with uh, the boy Justin Fields, man. Good luck to him and his family. Well, let's move it to some NBA, fellas. Uh, Lakers reportedly trying to go after AD during uh, the offseason. Uh, let's start with, I mean, but I was going to say let's start with the Lakers fan, Jeremy, but Jared's a Lakers fan now because he <laughs> follows LeBron. Yes. So, uh, let's, let's start with the newer, uh, Lakers fans, 85. What you think about this, uh, AD acquisition? Well, let's, let's clarify. I'm not a Lakers fan. I'm a LeBron fan. Thereby makes me a person that roots for the Lakers. Lakers. Yeah. Because when the, when LeBron leaves the Lakers and he will, um, <laughs> he's going to retire or something. I would not be rooting for the Lakers still. But with that being said, I think it's the best move to get Anthony Davis. Look, I'm not saying that you, you got to give up everybody. Um, but you got to give up every, anybody that you need to give up to get Anthony Davis, you give up. Like, if if the, the Pelicans come back and say, hey, we want Brandon Ingram, Kyle Kuzma, Josh Hart, and Lonzo Ball, I say, all right, great. Go ahead and give me Anthony Davis. And I figure the rest of it out. Because at the end of the day, the person who ends up with the best player in the trade in the NBA typically wins the trade. Um, as much as, and even at the time, I was so like, oh, I think, I think the Cavs, 
I can say it to the Denver Nuggets, but I mean, if, if Carmelo, neither one of those teams won the trade because I don't think Carmelo was that good. Um, but when, when I say that, is I, I say this. Um, Anthony Davis is candidate for def- defensive player of the year every year. He is uh, a guy's averaging 28 and 12. He's a top five player in the league. And if you can get him and pair him with LeBron, not only do you get the two-headed monster, but you get somebody that you can build your team around long-term. And as much as everybody's high on Brandon Ingram and, and Lonzo and all these other guys, I don't think – I think we can we can safely say at this point neither one of them will be Anthony Davis in their career. I, 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 Brandon Ingram may be an all-star. Lonzo may develop into an all-star. Kuzma may be an all-star. Um, but none of them are, are, are Anthony Davis. And I think what you look at is whatever moves you got to make to get Anthony Davis, the better. Um, because I think it's realistic that the Clippers could get two guys next year. Um, they could get KD and Kawhi, or they could get Kawhi and, uh, I don't know, Jimmy Butler or uh, Kyrie, whoever it may be. And if you're Magic Johnson, getting LeBron is great. Getting AD is special. Um, so, um, I think they, they should look at whatever they need to do to go ahead and make that trade happen. All right, let's go to the, uh, the more tenured Laker fan. I'm sorry. A guy who roots for the Lakers, a guy who doesn't look root for the Lakers, actually a Lakers fan, uh, Jeremy, uh, what do you think about this man? Good move, bad move. You know what? I've been steaming over here, listening to Jared and, um, I've been waiting to get at this topic. First off. This is going to take me a second. I'm going to break it down from a couple of different levels. The Lakers wanting to get Anthony Davis and saving up people to trade for him is an indictment against LeBron James. And I'll tell you why. How many free agents are out there this year? How many? I mean, you've got Jimmy Butler. You've got Kevin Durant, Kawhi Leonard, Kyrie Irving. Um... Clay Thompson. I mean, there's just the list goes on and on. Kimba Walker. There's so many free agents that are going to be available. So if you have a core of young players and LeBron, why wouldn't you just keep all those players and sign one of the free agents is going to be free because nobody wants to play with LeBron. Nobody wants to go to play with LeBron. And so what's going to end up happening is the Lakers are going to have to trade all their young assets to pay for somebody to go play with LeBron. That's an indictment against LeBron James. Why aren't other stars looking to come there? I think it's a legitimate question to ask, but it's not going to happen. So, yes, I do think they're going to trade. I think it's going to be a dumb trade from this perspective. Anthony Davis is a great talent. Anthony Davis is, you know, exactly what you would want from a player outside of the fact that he doesn't produce in in the win column. Until last year, you know, you know when Carmelo got traded to uh, to the Knicks or from the Knicks to the Oklahoma City, uh, Anthony Davis had been in the league for five years. In those five years, his Pelicans were one game worse than the New York Knicks with Carmelo. I mean, what am I what am I supposed to do with that? Why why are we gonna blame Carmelo for the Knicks not performing? But nobody wants to blame Anthony Davis. He just won his first playoff game last year. They got a losing record right now. He's got talent on his team. What is Anthony Davis producing from a win column perspective? He really doesn't. So at the end of the day, I think if he comes there to the Lakers, he's going to be playing down in the post, and then he's going to clog the lane. LeBron's actually a better, much better jump shooter now, so I'm a little less concerned with it from that perspective. But LeBron still wants to drive the ball. It's in his DNA. 
So what's gonna end up happening? Oh, Anthony Davis, you're gonna end up turning into a jump shooter again. You're gonna be the you're gonna be the next Kevin Love. Um, not not that Sandy Hill and Kevin Love are on the same level because he's much better than Kevin Love, but I could see him having a, pre- a precipitous drop off and not being that player. So what my uh opinion on this is is I wish we could trade LeBron uh and all of his issues to uh to the Clippers and then maybe we can get, you know, Kawhi and somebody else to come to the Lakers. That's that's my that's my thought on the whole process. Let's get these guys out of there. But I mean, we all know who's running the Lakers. It's is is LeBron. How else does Contavious Caldwell Pope get a twelve million dollar contract with a with a clause that he can't be traded without approval? Why can Tavius Caldwell Pope have trade approval status on a contract? I mean, at the end of the day, it's because he's represented by Rich Cause Paul. Because he's LeBron's boy. Duh. He's represented by Rich Paul, and so LeBron made it happen. So, in the same way, he ruined the Cavaliers yeah, by sure. uh, saying, "Hey, well, yeah, go to go to give Jr. his money and go to give uh, Tristan eighty five million. Um, he'll he'll end up doing the same thing with the Lakers. And next thing you know, we'll be back in uh, the status with no draft picks and um, you know a terrible team like like all his LeBron's teams end up in." Well, Jer- Jeremy, quick question on that, right? Um, mm-hmm. One, out of all these players that you got, Brandon Ingram's on his third year, right? Mm-hmm. He's going to have to get paid in two. What are you yep. paying Brandon Ingram? $145 million? Hell no. Uh, you got Lonzo's going to be coming up. You got all these young players. But, like, out of these young players, how many of them will you look at and say, I can build a team around this young guy? Right? I know you believe in, in Brandon Ingram. I don't, mm-hmm. but I think I think he's a pretty good player. But if you were drafting the league, would Brandon Ingram go top fifty? Yeah, no, he wouldn't. What? No, he would not. And, and, and at the end of the day, I'm not even sure he goes top hundred. Like you got to look at it from from the perspective of this. Once you start going down all the players, the Donovan Mitchells and the, and the Ben Simmons and the Jason Tatum's and all. Even even the the, but, Jer- the older Jer- guys. He's having a better season than Jason Tatum, right? Jeremy, he's having a better season based on what he's missed. What fifteen games? Like at the end of the day, all I'll tell you is this: I think when you look at the players that you have, you can say it's an indictment on LeBron because I know other free agents in the pool. Clay Thompson is not leaving Golden State. We know that he's already said he doesn't want to leave. He said he'd take a play cut to stay. Kevin Durant's gonna leave, but. If you're Kevin Durant, why would you leave Golden State so that you get credit for winning a title? If you go play with LeBron, are you going to get credit for winning a title? No, you're not. So he's not going to L.A. Kawhi is the only person I think that you will want to give long-term dollars to that actually doesn't want to play with LeBron. That's the only person. I wouldn't want to give long-term dollars to Kyrie. Why? Because he's hurt every year. I wouldn't want to give long-term dollars to Jimmy Butler. Why? Because he's had three knee procedures. I wouldn't want to have, give long-term money to Kemba Walker. Are we, are we Why? Because Kemba Walker injuries? is the top 20 player. Are we doing this on injuries? Because Anthony what? Davis, that, are, if we're doing this on injuries, why is Anthony Davis, why are you going to give Anthony Davis a long-term Anthony term contract? Anthony Davis gets banged up. Anthony Davis gets banged up. Anthony Davis hasn't had three knee surgeries like a Kyrie or like a Jimmy Butler has. I think when you start looking at at players that you will want to give long-term dollars to, there's literally, at that rate, there's maybe 10. And if not, you know what you end up with? You end up with a Houston Rockets situation where you have a Chris Paul who's decaying before your eyes and playing terrible, and you owe him $150 million over the next four years. Don't give me Jimmy what, what, Butler. Don't give me Ky- Kyrie. 
what's the difference between the position the Houston Rockets are in with that and the position that the Pelicans are in with Owen oh, Anthony Davis $150 million and them still have losing records every year? Jeremy, they just made the playoffs last year. They're going to make the playoffs this year. And I think what you look at is Anthony Davis is 25 years old still, <laughs> which sounds crazy. He's still 25. Sorry, he's, he's, like, he's in his seventh year. He, I, I, need, I need to see him. I need to see way more from him. Uh, and you can say, you oh, man, look at the people he's had he's around him. With LeBron. Chris, Chris Paul in the same situation. All right, guys, last points, last points, Jeremy. Last point, Jerry, last right, point. Yeah. This. Chris Paul was in he was in New Orleans going to a team that has just moved there without much talent. And with guys like uh, Tyson Chandler and David West, he took them far in the playoffs. I mean, he, he they actually gave the Lakers a series in the second round of the playoffs. Jeremy. And it took the second round. Yeah. Uh, well, two things. One, Anthony Davis took the the Pelicans to the second round of the playoffs last year, and Anthony won a game off the Warriors. And then, uh, you just said it. Chris Paul. Chris Paul wasn't Chris Paul did it at twenty four. Chris Paul. Yeah, but Chris Paul played two years in college. Um, with that being said, uh, you got to look at Shaq didn't win a ring before he was twenty seven, twenty eight. Big men don't yeah, typically win rings early in their career. And you can say that, but he had a Penny Hardaway. All I'll say is this. Anthony Davis, Bron James, the Brow James. Let's get it done. Title Town comes back to L.A., and I'm in town for the parade. Let go. Unfortunately, it's the Clippers. All right, so. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the Clippers. Uh, I'm, I am excited to get into these. Uh, so, sorry, listeners. Uh we're going to circle back around to our picks um, that we weekly go through. Our, our loyal follower, followers uh, know that's been a tight race between Jerry and Jeremy uh, for the season. Jeremy's made some you know, pretty aggressive <laughs> bets. Um, and uh, none, of them play, play, uh, none, of, none of them have paid off. Sorry, I can't <laughs> talk. But uh, let's get into those. Uh, Jeremy uh, is down $996 for the, correction, for the correction. week. Correction. I, Four, I, I wrote it wrong. He's down nine hundred ninety-seven dollars. You wrote it wrong. One of his games was actually t- nine hundred ninety-seven dollars for the week. He's down one thousand four hundred and ninety-two dollars for the season. On the other hand, Jared is down two hundred bucks for the week. Not bad, and uh, he's dead even for the season. So, uh, Jared, at least you won't be in debt. You'll be hungry, but you yes. won't be in debt. Jeremy, you're going to be hungry and dead. No, you, I mean, you're I'm going to have to go real uh, big the next couple weeks in order to get back. You know, it's like one of those. Okay. Well, well let's talk about those picks, Jeremy. Uh, go, go ahead and get into, your, go get into your bag. Okay, so I really lost that game la- yesterday. On, that, like, that was literally the flukiest situation that could happen. Okay, so they score on a trick play. Okay, good. They got a touchdown. Whatever. It's 6-7. We score a touchdown. We go for two-point conversion. We convert the two-point conversion when it happens. We're up seven. The spread six. I cover. Good. We don't get it. It gets picked six. So we're only up three. Then, fourth quarter, we get the ball, create a 10-minute drive, waste out so much clock, and Tommy Lee Lewis fumbles into the end zone from the one from the goal line. That that's the spread right there. That's why gambling is so hard because it's always some fluky thing that comes and happens. I think I maybe jinxed my boys because in the last three weeks or in the last uh, eleven weeks, 
The Saints have covered the spread nine times. The two times they haven't covered was the two times I bet $996. <laughs> so um, I think I'm going to look at a $996 for somebody else this week. I'll let you know that a little later in this podcast. But, hey, I, I, I got to go super big, go big or go home. It's like uh, you get down to Vegas enough money. Hey, at some point you got to say either I'm not going to have enough money for rent or uh, I'm going to come back even. Or at least that's what uh, the – no, that no. That's when you get on the plane and you cut your losses, uh, yes. and you just eat uh, ramen noodles for the next three or four weeks. That's that's what happens. You just don't go and and bet the rent money. Yeah, Damon, I get you. I definitely get your point about you know that's when you hop back on the plane. Let me give you a quick story about Jerry Jones. Jerry Jones actually was doing a terrible job in the oil industry when he first got in, and he was dead broke. You know. You know, going 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 big, trying to make his billions. Let's talk about Jerry Jones dead broke. No, 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 no. Regular dead broke <laughs> broke is. Yeah. Jerry Jones Jerry. dead broke is like I only have six million dollars in the bank. That's dead broke for Jerry Jones. No, no, Not no, what no, you no, thinking. no, no, no. He said he was at a restaurant and his and he tried to pay with a card and they cut the card up in front of him because it didn't work. That was Jerry Jones dead broke. I'm talking about like and before you believe that walked. story. <laughs> yeah, I do. But Damon, Damon, get this. This is what happened. You know, he, you know, he just came out of. He was a football player at uh at Arkansas, won a national championship there. But he, um, this is the story. Yeah, I mean, do you was, think uh, you think Jerry Jones is a self made millionaire, or is that uh, all old probably, money? I think he probably has some connections, but I mean, some connections. That's all money, Jones, boy. He 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 he's new generation old money though. You gotta understand. So what happened was he was in the industry. One of the guys that was in with him got out two months before they hit big, and he made like three or four billion dollars. So oil, it right? day, but go ahead. <laughs> you you said what? You said before they found oil, right? No, they had to find. You gotta find more oil. Like it, I mean, that's what do you think? Everything in Texas is running off of. <laughs> Anyway, uh, sometimes you gotta go big. So I, I'll, I'll get back in it. I'll end up up on Jared if he doesn't have great weeks the next two weeks, and we'll see what happens. Jeremy, um, right, you're, you're down fifteen hundred dollars yeah. basically. Um, no, he's down one thousand four hundred ninety three. I wrote that wrong. So he's down fourteen hundred ninety three dollars, and I'm even. So you're down close to fifteen hundred dollars to me. Edmund, you better not round up that seven ball. Yeah, I was gonna say you're you're not you're not catching me. That 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 train's gone. Uh, unless I have back to back like minus six hundred weeks or something like that, train's gone. But this is what I'll say. I told you going in that game last week. I said I didn't feel good about it. I said I think y'all win, but I got a sneaky feeling that game, that game's gonna be a lot closer than you think. I think the same thing. Uh, actually, about uh. A couple games this week, but not the Saints. I think the Saints are going to actually beat the Steelers pretty solidly. So, uh, you're back home. I expect y'all to get it done. So, uh, if you're going to make the bet, make it this week. But let's get into picks a little bit. Um, I want to talk to you guys about the the fantastic picks I got for this week. I'm ready to get it in. So, let's go. Saturday, first pick. I get the Tennessee Titans minus 10 versus Josh Jackson and the Washington Redskins. Yes, the Redskins beat the Jacksonville Jaguars, but that's Cody Kessler, and they don't score any points. Um, I watched a lot of that game. They're terrible. Titans are still playing for a playoff spot. Um, I got the Titans covering the 10 points. I got Derrick Henry going for about another buck 60. 
um, and a couple tubs. And uh, I got the Titans covering 10 points in that game, $200. Next game, this one's super easy. Uh, I'm going Texans, and I'm actually going to make this a big one. I'm going Texans, $500, plus two versus the Philadelphia Eagles. All right, so I got a team that's wow. won 10 of their last 11 games playing versus a backup quarterback with the number two seed already wrapped up if we can win, and I get two points? Oh, man, I mean, I, I didn't realize this was Christmas already, so go ahead and give me them two points. I'll go ahead and take that plus that dub, and the Texans are going to go ahead and win that. Next game, I get the Bengals, who have been playing pretty well as of late. They're playing for Marvin Lewis's job as they are every year this time. Um, and if you look at it, Marvin Lewis has got the, the the guys playing pretty well. Now, they beat the Raiders last week very strong. Previous week, they played the Chargers and had a very close game. I don't think they're going to beat Baker Mayfield and the, and the Browns, but I get eight points. Eight points is a lot of points to be given up for the Cleveland Browns in any game. So I'm going to take the Bengals to cover the eight points for $100. The next game I got, and I think th these last two are, are also for $100. Um, I think, obviously, the Texans game is the one I'm, I'm most confident in. These last ones, they could kind of go either way, um, but I feel good about them. I got the Vikings minus five and a half versus the Lions. Uh, if, if I miss on this game, I'm never betting on the Vikings anymore. Uh, Kirk Cousins burned me last week, but he actually looked good. They changed and they started running the ball, and the Lions aren't very good. So I still feel very good about putting some money on them to cover. And then the last game of the week, and I think this is going to be my uh, $100 special. I get the Green Bay Packers plus 2.5 versus the Jets. All right, so I got Aaron Rodgers, and I'm getting 2.5 points versus the Jets. Now, obviously, Aaron Rodgers hasn't been great this year, but neither have the Jets. And the Jets don't have a lot of talent. And I just... At home, they've been very good. They can be very good all they want. But I'm going to take the two and a half points plus Aaron Rodgers. Um, I don't expect Sam Darnold to play as well as he did last week because um, rookies typically don't play that well back-to-back -back weeks. I'm going to go ahead and go with the Packers to cover the two and a half points for 100 bucks. That is the winning winning picks for the week. Get ready for plus thousand to get me up a thousand on the season. Lego. Oh, you definitely giving me a great opportunity to come back. Uh, those picks are utterly ridiculous. Uh, you got. You're saying that, oh, man, you know, Aaron Rodgers going against a rookie quarterback in the Jets. And did, didn't he lose to a rookie quarterback at home uh, like maybe like two weeks ago? Sure. Sure he did. Yeah. The Cardinals. Yeah. OK. Um, Houston. That's an interesting bet. Damon, I'm gonna give you a little stat about Houston versus the Eagles. Houston has never beaten the Eagles in the history of the of the city. And I know you're gonna say, why'd you say the city? Because it's not just the, te the Texans. They've only been around for about almost 20 years, and they're 0-4 in their history versus the Eagles. The Houston Oilers never actually beat the Eagles. Going back, the city of Houston is 0-11 versus the Eagles. So maybe Deshaun breaks that streak, or maybe Nick Foles, you know, throws you a little bit more Foles goal. So at the end of the day, he's going to uh, – I, th I think you could be in, in some trouble. I might be up at the end of the next week, man. Let's go. Jeremy. Uh, wow, another bold prediction from Jeremy. Jeremy, you, you can make your picks, but what, <laughs> I, will, what I will tell you is – well, he's going to be up by the end of the next week. Yes, and, and what I will tell you is the – the South Carolina Gamecocks at won five straight before Deshaun got there. Eat break streaks. Let's go.
Well, okay. Uh, anyway, my my uh my picks are very. I'll go through them real quick. Uh, I'm gonna bet on my Saints again because I feel like this is going to uh, work out in my favor. We're back at home. We're gonna get it done, and our defense is gonna shut down the Steelers. So I'm gonna go to the Saints for a massive one dollar. Um, minus six. Another game. I got the Seattle Seahawks and the twelfth man, eight and six, going against eleven three Kansas City Chiefs, who can't stop the run and have a terrible defense. Also, the Seattle Seahawks have a great defensive rush. I think I'm gonna go with the Seahawks for one dollar. Uh, another game. <laughs> I have the Rams uh, against the Cardinals. They don't really even have the line out for yet. Uh, as long as that line is under ten. I'm cool with it. If it's over 10, uh, whatever. As long as the line, whatever the line is, I'm betting on the Rams because the card is going to get blown out. I'm going to go one more dollar on that game. Then I have the Ravens versus the Chargers. I'm a big Chargers guy. Everybody knows I have the Chargers actually making it to the Super Bowl out of the AFC. It's not wavering, but the Ravens are a bad matchup for them. The Ravens have nothing but huge, gigantic animals uh, on both their defensive line and offensive line. And the Chargers have a very, very small offensive line. They have a very, very small defensive line. They have a very, very small linebackers. And I think they can just get gigantic over animals. I uh, know. I was, I was <laughs> yeah. almost very offended, and then I was again. Right. <laughs> gigantic uh, animals. Go sorry. ahead, though. You were offended. Get into your adjective bag. And then, for my big bet of the week, $996. It's all going on to the Chicago Bears. The Chicago Bears are minus four against the San Francisco 49ers. Are you, I, am, am I supposed to trust that uh, – what, what's the quarterback's name? I can't even think of his name. Nick Mullins? I'm supposed to trust Nick Mullins is going to go out, go off against this Bears defense. I mean, at the end of the day, I wouldn't be surprised if the Bears' defense covers the four points alone going against the 49ers' offense. So uh, I, I'm, I'm not really that concerned. I think this is going to be big. It's going to put me back in four $500 territory. And then what's going to end up happening, Jared's going to probably lose $500 on the Texans. Depending on how his other teams go, I could be up on Jared by the end of the week. Okay. Well, you definitely uh... – sounds like lunacy, but go ahead. Thinking about the glass half full, um, to say the least. But you never know, man. You know, Jared might crumble under the pressure. Jeremy, you might one of your, you know, damn near a thousand dollar bets might come through. But uh, you know, we'll have to wait and see. But we want to thank all the listeners for tuning in to us again, um, fellas. Y'all got any last words, man? Y'all good? I think that I think we covered everything. I feel good, man. I feel good. It's just just ready to continue to dominate this uh this, these picks. Uh, JDZ, you're going to be wrong because I told you uh, 49ers are playing very well. Just beat the Seahawks last week, uh, beat the Broncos the week beforehand. But, uh, guys, check out. We're going to be posting some more videos. Uh, check us out on Instagram. Uh, check us out on Facebook, all the, all the other uh, social media platforms. I know Damon's going to be giving you guys the screen names and everything. But uh, check us out because we are going to be posting more and more videos, especially during some games, so I can prove how right I really am. Yeah, and if you guys like the content, share it. Like, put it on the blast it. We appreciate you guys. Um, by the way, the IG is Amibros, A-M-I-B-R-O-S underscore podcast. If you don't know how to spell podcast, you probably shouldn't be listening to it. Go read a book. 
Jerry, what'd you say? I was, I was gonna say. I was just going to say happy holidays, man. You know, Christmas right around the corner. Oh, uh, sorry. Sure. Yeah, happy holidays, yeah. everybody. Yeah. Merry Christmas. Been, yeah, if you haven't done your shopping yet by the time this podcast goes, you got one more day to order on Amazon and have guaranteed delivery by Monday. You're welcome. No, you know what? Let's let's talk about that real quick. I'm not going to hold you guys that much longer. But, guys, whatever happened to touch and feeling and, like, actually being out and, uh, you know, interacting with other people that are happy about the holiday season? Just don't sit on your computers and be lame and order stuff from China or wherever it's coming from just because it gets there in two days. Get out of your house. Go do something nice for somebody. Go interact with some people. Be in the holiday spirit, guys. Okay? We need more interaction in this world. All right? No, no, no. That's false. Interacting is high, Interacting is highly overrated. Um, if you ever go out to the mall and deal with the people you have to deal with at the mall or the stores, you realize You're people are terrible. You're one of the people that people have to deal with, Jeremy. No, I'm not. You know, I'm not one of those people they have to deal with because I order on Amazon. <laughs> That's the reason why I'm not. <laughs> you know, like, it's nothing better than not really having, you know, especially if you have kids, everybody has kids out there. You could go with your significant other, baby mama, side chick, whatever it is. Go to the mall and just enjoy yourself. You know, just go enjoy. You know, get some, get some, get some gifts, you know, and like actually, you know, see some things. Get you know, get out of your house. Get out of your house. I, I wanted to be I, like it was in the early nineties. You know, before cell uh, phones, no. before everybody would, you know, ladies and gentlemen, go to a concert. Everybody has their phones out. Like I, we could talk about this for days, but we're out, guys. That's oh, all. Jeremy, last point, man. What my last point? Another day, I went to a store. It was a whole bunch of stuff I had to try to carry back. It was going to be heavy toys, stuff like that. You know, the the big toys you got to pick up. And I said. Hey, why am I buying this and carrying it? I'll just order on Amazon and they'll deliver it for me. That's the world. That's the world we live in now. It's like, hey, I know some people back in the day probably said, you know what? Why are we out here riding in these cars? We used to be on horseback and like it. But you know what? Now somebody has a Ferrari and they don't have to worry about that. And that's what we have with Amazon. Rant over. <clears throat>